0: church family he is risen such an amazing morning this morning our savior jesus has risen from the dead to conquer sin and death to give us life eternal life Uh, and we are here this morning to celebrate and i pray by the way we celebrate the same way tomorrow and tuesday and wednesday the rest of our lives Um, but i'm so glad that all of you are here especially if this is your first time A special welcome to all of you for being here this morning. Uh, A little bit about myself. I love movies. I love going to the movies. COVID kind of messed up. Uh, Carrie and I would go Friday mornings. Now it's like two or three in the afternoon you have to go. But we go to a movie every week, hang out, kind of our little date day, if you will. But I have to warn you, if you ask me to go to the movies with you, we have to be on time. Uh, we have to be on time because I want those 22 minutes of previews and trailers, all right? I <clears throat> get my popcorn early, my drink, ready to enjoy all the trailers before the movie. Um, sometimes I get so caught up that the movie starts and I'm like, what movie am I watching again? But I love kind of the previews, what's coming, what's exciting, uh, what to look forward to. <clears throat> but we have been so far in the book of John, uh, we've gotten through chapter 9, And I was praying about, do I do a standalone Easter? Do we continue on in John 10? I'm like, there is a lot of stuff in John 10. So we are going to continue on. And here's the cool thing. Jesus is not, uh, obviously hasn't been crucified and resurrected yet through John. But yet, in chapter 10, we're going to see four times that he talks about this trailer, this preview, this Action of what he is going to do that. He's going to lay his life down And then take it up again. So read with me john chapter 10 And we will go through verses 1 through 18 John 10 1 through 18 Says truly truly I say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way That man is a thief and a robber But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep so there will be one flock one shepherd for this reason the father loves me because i lay down my life that i may take it up again no one takes it from me but i lay down of my own accord i have the authority to lay it down and i have the authority to take it up again this charge i have received from my father so here's jesus setting up a parable um if you've been with us, we've seen him attempt over and over and over to try to explain to anyone that can hear what his purpose is, who he is, <clears throat> and they continue not to get it. So he uses this analogy of a shepherd and a sheep, uh, very familiar in that area, and, and I'm sure that he's like, this has to help a little bit. So he tells this parable of the, the shepherd in the doorway that protects the sheep and allows the sheep to come in and and out but of course they're still not getting it so Jesus kind of has to explain a little bit more Uh, in verse 7 Jesus explains that he is the door okay the door the only way there is no other way except through him sound like a familiar verse Um, and then here's a picture of the shepherd as a door he calls him he says that he is a door and then a few verses later he talks about being a shepherd <clears throat> that shepherds, when they would actually protect the sheep, uh, especially out in the desert, a shepherd would actually lay down at the entrance of the pen wherever they were keeping the sheep to protect them. Uh, so the shepherd really became the door that he laid down and, and nothing could get in to the sheep that he didn't know about, wasn't aware about, and to keep them safe. And definitely not the hired hand. Uh, As we saw in that verse, if you, you know, the shepherd, these are his sheep. These are the sheep he loves. Uh, He has named them and knows them by name. And here is someone you hired to kind of watch the sheep. Well, if danger comes, some thieves, some wolves, that hired hand is out. They have no investment in the sheep. But the shepherd does. The shepherd loves the sheep. Um, The difference between the hired hand is that he loves his life more than he loves a sheep. But here is Jesus, who loves his sheep more than he loves his life. Uh, and that's where we're going to be today. Looking at verse 11 and 15 and 17 and 18, those four times Jesus talks about laying his life down, giving his life over to the sheep, and then to be able to rise, raise up again. But why did Jesus have to die? Why did he have to lay his life down for us? For the sheep, I want to focus this morning on verses 10 and 11. Uh, and he has to lay his life down because we've got some, some problems. We've got some issues to deal with. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So he's got to keep the sheep safe from uh, the thieves, the wolves... Okay, the thief we know is Satan. Satan, all his whole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, And then the wolves, I want us to look this morning at those being sin and death. Okay, the shepherd has to protect his sheep uh, from from death and the consequences of sin. And by the way, this picture, this this message this morning is not the, the cute precious moment shepherd you know, all innocent and and nice and cute, has a sheep up over his shoulders. No, there's a lot going on, and there is a battle that has to happen. Uh, And so Jesus says that he comes to give life, Uh, but in order to give life and life abundantly, he's got to deal with sin and death. He's got to deal with this thief that is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And so here's this picture of Not just the shepherd, danger comes and he goes and tries to huddle the sheep all together and go get some safe or runs away. No, what does a shepherd have to do when danger comes? Confront this. Confront the danger. And not only confront the danger, but destroy the danger. Destroy the power of this danger, this sin and death. Christ Jesus came not only to give us life, to save us from sin and death, but he has to destroy and conquer and overcome the power of sin and death. And that's why we are here this morning celebrating Easter, because not only does he do that, but he raises to life. He has risen again to give us life in his life. And so here's this problem of sin sin has absolutely separated us from God, it's a rebellion against God. Uh, and God can't be anywhere near sin. And his holiness and his perfect being. He cannot deal with anyone with sin. And so it takes some way to, to, to deal with a sin uh, to cause us to be back in the right, right relationship with God. And that's through Jesus Christ. But it's not that he's like, oh, you know, sin's over here. I need to stay saved. No, he hates sin. Okay, he hates sin. And so this aggression, this, this battle that has to happen with Christ on the cross and his shed blood is to destroy and to, to completely rip, rip away the power that sin and death have. Uh, this is our shepherd. This is our good shepherd. The, sin's ultimate goal, its end game is death. We know that, that the wages of, of sin is death. And death is this great tragedy of the human experience. We are all going to face death. I don't care what... What area of the world you live in how old you are what gender you are we are all going to face death Um, and in that comes judgment when we die we are going to have to be have uh, come into the presence of God and be judged and we are either going to be judged by our works uh, which are going to be sin laden and uh, all these choices that we have made that don't include christ jesus as our savior we're going to spend eternity in hell or we have christ the shepherd our lord and savior by his shed blood covering and protecting us and taking care of our sin and now we spend eternity in heaven but when we die we must answer to god and we know that we're going to fail without jesus all have sinned and fallen short And when we fall short of the glory of God, it's eternal death, uh, eternity in hell. For the wages of sin is death. But Jesus took that sin and died for us. He laid his life down for us. Uh, And that's the beautiful picture of the shepherd who's willing to lay his life down for us that we might rise up with him. And then a really amazing thing happens As we see in in another place of scripture, is the word became flesh. We know this story of Jesus as God coming down to be among us, to live among us as a man, a fully man, fully God. So now we have this picture of a shepherd who has the power to conquer sin and death actually becoming one of us, becoming a sheep. So now the shepherd has become the lamb. John 1.29 says, this is John the Baptist describing Jesus. He says, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Uh, So now Christ has lowered himself to our level as man, as sheep, to be a sacrifice. Because we know it takes a blood sacrifice uh, of of a sinless, unblemished lamb to cover our sins. And to be our savior. And when the good shepherd sacrifices, sacrifices himself for the flock. He becomes like a lamb and bears our sin. Bears the sin of many. Read with me Isaiah 53 verses 6 through 12. <clears throat> Isaiah 53, 6 through 12. Here's a picture of our condition. Here's a picture of, of our shepherd being the lamb that need that we need all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that before it shears is silent so he opened not his mouth by oppression and judgment he was taken away and makes intercession for the transgressors here's our our shepherd who has become the lamb the perfect lamb of god to take our sin away but is the story done it would be a tragedy if the story was done if the shepherd lays his life down for the sheep uh dies in the process of dealing with the wolves and the thieves what's going to happen to the sheep now they have no one to guide them now they're they're just kind of wandering around, they're gonna get thirsty, they're gonna get hungry, they're gonna end up dying. And the death of the, the shepherd was in vain. But that's not what happened, is it? Verse 18. No one has taken my life away from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. Hallelujah. He is risen. He is risen. <clears throat> So in three days, here is Christ who had the authority to take back his life again. And when he did, it became clear for all to see that the battle was not a tie. There wasn't some draw. Hey, I'm going to take care of sin and death, but I'm going to stay dead. No, he rose again to conquer sin and death, to destroy any of its power uh, that it might have on us, his sheep. Sin and death can never again destroy us because of the sacrifice of Christ and his shed blood and the power that he had to rise again. And why? Because he has risen. Sin and death are defeated and have no power over us. Because of the resurrection, our sins are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven because Christ died and rose again. The chains of sin that kept us bound and paralyzed are now broken. There is no power that death has over us. In Revelation, Jesus says, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. He has power now over death and hell. And so no power can overcome us when we are in Christ Jesus uh, because of his sacrifice and his shed blood. Jesus took the full brunt of death and its sting and in doing so destroyed its power and dominion. He has broken down the gates of death's stronghold, and because he has done that, we can face our own death and the death of loved ones knowing that we have hope. Hope in a conquering king, knowing that we have access to the Father, a life because of Christ Jesus. And then verse 10 It's conquered and taken care of, sin and death. And then we have life. We have life abundant. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. In Christ Jesus, we have victory over sin and death. And do we still deal with sin? Yes. Wouldn't that have been nice, though, if it was like, hey, all your sin's gone. Don't have to die. No, we still deal with sin. We still deal with the consequences of our sin. We still deal with the temptation of sin. Uh, but we are not powerless against sin in our life because of the victory of Christ on the cross. When we face death, we don't need to fear death because we, are no, we know that we are going to spend eternity in heaven in the life that Christ has given us. We are made alive in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 9 says this, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not our own doing. It is a gift of God not a result of work, so that anyone may boast. So what did we do, do to deserve this? Nothing. What can we do to earn this? Nothing. It is the free gift of God through the shed blood of Christ Jesus to give us life and life eternal. And this is good news. And there are people in our world, in our family, at work, whoever, they absolutely lost Uh, And we'll spend an eternity in hell without Jesus Christ, the only way. And I pray for opportunities for us to minister and to share the love of Jesus with those around us. I pray if there's anyone in this room who is not 100% sure that they have Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that you come and talk to someone. Come and talk to me following the end of this service so that you know without a doubt that he is your shepherd, that he is your Savior, uh, that you have life given to you freely in the grace and mercy of god and so i pray for that for all of us so in this life it's not just eternity we get to spend eternity in heaven but that abundant life is now we have a shepherd that has not only given us access to heaven but a shepherd who loves and adores us who guides us and directs us and as And, and a shepherd that loves us so much. Back in verse 3, what does it say? The shepherd loves his, sh- his sheep so much that he calls them by name and they know his voice. He loves you. He loves me. He loves us so dearly that he gave his life for us, for you. And he knows you by name. And he's asking for you to come to him to be your, to be <clears throat> Your shepherd and for you to accept him as lord and savior And let's talk about this guidance. Let's talk about this shepherd who died a vicious death for us who rose again in power and strength Conquering sin and death turn with me to psalm 23 As I read this again this week it hit at a whole different level when we understand the picture of the cross the picture of the empty tomb of this shepherd who laid his life down for us and took it back. So very familiar passage, but read with me Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That is the lamb who gave his blood, shed his blood for us to have full access to him. And let's talk about this love. Let me read verses 17 and 18 again. It says, for this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This authority made his death absolutely voluntary. Do you understand what that means? He wasn't forced into imprisonment and death. Hey, we saw all through the book of John these attempts on his life. They wanted to stone him. They wanted to run him off. They wanted to kill him. But guess what happened? Did that ever happen? No. You know why? Because his hour had not yet come. Because who was in control? He was. He was. God was and so this wasn't a forced issue that oh they caught Jesus arrested him now we get to put him to death no it was all according to the timeline of the father in the obedience of the son so this happened this act of sacrificial love was absolutely his choice no one forced Jesus to die for us he chose to die for us because he loves us and only when that hour had come that were they even able to arrest him. And then this authority that was given to him was part of the plan. Because of the, great, the Father's great love for us, because of that separation of our sin, uh, that we don't have access to, the him, to him, this plan had to happen. And this plan was through the sacrificial, sacrificial giving of his son, Christ, to die on the cross, but then to overcome death, by rising again, to give us victory. Anyone can lay his life down, but it was only Christ and Christ alone that rose again in his own power. The entire plan was motivated by his love for the Father and his readiness to carry out his Father's purpose. And we will never fully comprehend that love, but we get a little bit and enough to understand how much Jesus loves us. So Jesus, a good shepherd, it isn't, he isn't this precious moment seeing this, this cute little picture. So much more. Jesus, a good shepherd, loves his sheep, loves us so much that it cost him his life. He laid down his life, taken on our burden. There was shed blood and sacrifice. Satan was defeated. There was victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave. And then life, And a risen Savior. Salvation is here. Raising us up from death to life. He is risen. He is risen. So glad that we have a Savior that loves us so much. That died for us to rise again. Let me conclude by reading to you from Hebrews 13. Verses 20 and 21. It says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. The great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this celebration this morning. I thank you for a reminder again of this love that we cannot even come close to fully understanding. Uh, the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, on the cross, and then the power and the strength and the the amazing conquering and destroying of sin and death, uh, and three days later to rise again. Father, as we celebrate this life that we have in him, I pray that we continue and are always reminded of the good shepherd of the Lamb who was slain for us and covered our sins in his blood, uh, uh, Jesus who loves us so much. Father, I thank you for the love that you have, uh, that we continue to seek that pursuit and that relationship in our lives so much more even today than yesterday. Father, thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.